And we are live! Welcome everybody to Ask a Wizard! Welcome, 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 welcome! Get my chair comfy! We're gonna be doing some live wizard readings today. As you guys know, I got the chat open here in the chat. We got Tristan, you are on the list, as well as Naz for live wizard readings in the middle of today's stream. If you'd like to get a live wizard reading as well, all you need to do is like the stream, share the stream. That qualifies you for a live wizard reading. If you're interested in getting one of those, do that now. We're gonna be doing some amazing stuff for you guys here today. Check this out. Uh, let's see. Get this uh, set up. Get this on open. Boom. And take off the legendary overlay of Owl's Truth and Justice. But no. Why? Why are you not here, sir? Let's see if we can get this to work. Boom. There we are. And we are good. Today, we are going to be discovering a video that I found on the internet of a real dragon. I know. You're skeptical. You're like, dragons? Real? Come on. A real dragon is going to terrorize a crowd of people amongst many other insane animal videos that we'll be covering today. We're also going to be discussing the mystery of the dancing plague. This is a historical event that occurred. We're going to be talking about what it was, how it happened, and what we could learn from it for ourselves today. Plus, we're going to be covering the philosophical implications of the Parliament of Owls. What does it mean to be an owl? What do we stand for? And so on and so forth. So these are the topics we're going to be covering here today. And if you'd like to get a live wizard reading in the middle of today's stream or at the end, all you need to do is like the stream and share the stream to qualify for that free reading. And then let me know in the comments below that you'd like a reading. I got your chat open down here and I uh, can see what's going on. And here we go. All right. Uh, oh, and of course, if you'd like to join the Letter Club or if you'd like to send some support, you can send support at paypal.me forward slash askawizard um, and pay whatever you think the wisdom is worth. Or you can send a letter in the mail at P.O. Box 8881, Missoula, Montana, 59807 and send your support there and join the Letter Club today. And that is the place to be. So let us begin with today's. Naz shared and liked. Thank you very much, Naz. I have you on the list. Uh, speaking of which, it's the list is currently in my head. Let me make it in real life so that I can uh, keep up with it. Here, Naz and Tristan. Well, thank you very much, guys. We got you on the list for the reading later on today. By the way, thank you so much for the insane support for the letters. Uh, that, that was incredible how many people have signed up. We just spent all day. I've got a stack of these papers here of letters that I'm writing down to send off to you guys in the mail. So thank you for joining that. That was super awesome. I hope you enjoy the uh, response letter. All right. So today we're going to be discussing the week in weird. This is Gundam Suits Go IRL. This is the first piece of news that I want to cover for you guys today. Apparently, this week, Gundam Suits have been built, are real things that exist, and giant fighting robots are coming to the real world. Uh, Zen Fillet said I'd like a reading. Awesome. I'll get you on the list. Let me add you here. Oh. Zen Fillet. You are on the list. All right, so check this out. This is a real thing. This is not Photoshopped. What you are looking at here is an actual giant fighting Gundam robot. This is a real thing that just came out this week, and I wanted to show you guys it. Um, here's some facts and thoughts about this particular topic. Um, this robot Gundam suit weighs over 55,000 
pounds. It does move, it walks, and is controlled by a person exactly like a Gundam suit is controlled like in the game. It is 59 feet tall. That is almost six stories, people. Six stories tall, giant fighting robot. Uh, Zen Fall. Okay, thank you very much. I probably will mess that up later, but uh, thank you for that clarification. Uh, so this is almost six stories tall. This thing is a monster. And oddly enough, they actually had the blessed by Shinto priests. They literally came to bless the thing, I guess, to give it the holy divine power of Logos so that it can bring forth destruction to its enemies. I'm waiting to see uh, when this is used for military applications. That, that's my goal. Um, if this thing could take down tanks, how legit would that be? Um, I can't see any real practical military application to giant fighting robots. Um, however, I find the concept quite impressive and quite amazing. <laughs> pretty, pretty insane stuff. Now, let's get in to our topic for today. This is, uh, well, we have a few topics for today, but let's get into our histories, mysteries. Today's histories, mystery, we're going to be talking about the dancing plague of 1518. What is the dancing plague? Well, I'm sure this picture represents a lot of you guys. I'm sure you can completely relate to this phenomenon. Uh, this is something that uh, we've all been in the situation of. Haven't you been playing what appears to be a duck's neck bent uh, sideways while a woman went like this? I'm sure all of you have been in this scenario. If not, it could be that you've never been part of what is called the Dancing Plague. This is a historical depiction of the event that occurred on 1518. You see, on 1518, a lady began to dance, and she did not just dance. No, no, no. She danced for days. That's right. She began to dance and dance and dance in a very weird, bizarre manner, and in odd, thrashing, enthusiastic, highly volatile ways without sleep. And the only break she would take is after days and days, she would pass out, fall asleep, then wake back up and start dancing again. Absolutely absurd. <laughs> Zenfall says, that happens to me all the time. <laughs> I, I, I guess so. Um, and so, as you might imagine, what, what's a normal person's reaction to a essentially homeless lady thrashing about in the streets dancing her butt off until she passes out and waking up and dancing again without food water or anything of this nature um you look away right and you're like i'm just gonna keep going <laughs> well apparently in the olden times they thought saw that and were like that sounds cool and so they headed on over and started to dance with her this this disease of the mind was created by dancing for some reason, this dancing behavior was infectious and started to infect other people. They went on for so long as these crowds grew that people began to drop dead from heart attacks and dehydration from dancing to literal exhaustion. In fact, the numbers got so high, 15 people were dying every single 
day. This is much more deadly than the nonsense flu that people are freaked out about. The whole thing that our country here in the United States is shut down over, the 15 people dying a day, this dancing flu crushes it. Okay, guys, this is beer sniffles times 15. <laughs> I wonder if that's how we started the dance of thorns of the six. I have no idea. I have no idea. But this, this is horrifying. So, of course, the government seeing this as a problem comes in to set up protocols to uh, stop the problem. And through their infinite wisdom and judgment, the uh, government concluded that the solution to stopping the dancing plague was to, uh, of course, set up a stage, play music, and encourage the people to continue to dance. Remind you of anything? Hmm. Hmm. Anyone? Anyone? Remember a small, harmless flu going around that's kind of just, you know, eh, makes people sick. Uh, then the government got involved and encouraged situations that made it actually way worse by, I don't know, shutting down economies, crushing people's uh, physical and uh, immuno health by locking their faces away with pieces of paper so that they're breathing in their own air, putting them away in boxes so they're not exposed to other people's immune systems. You know, basically every single thing that you would want to do if you wanted to make a plague worse that's what the government did in the United States. Well, that's actually what they did back in the day as well. You see, they encouraged them to dance more. So this became an epidemic. People are dropping dead. People are dying like flies. Eventually, the government, after offering all, all these solutions, they're just like, you know what? We give up. We just, we just can't fix it. We just, we're done. You know what we're doing? Anybody who's dancing, we're throwing them in a cart and we're sending them off to the priest. And so they did. The people who would be dancing would be grabbed off the streets, thrown into a cart, and dragged off to a priest. Once they met the priest, the priest performed an exorcism on them, and lo and behold, the plague was cured almost with a 100% success rate. And in a few short weeks, the priest had cured everyone of the dancing plague. What what happened here, guys? <laughs> what is our takeaways? What is this? And now keep in mind, this is not just some folk story. This is a real historical event. As you can see, here's another historical depiction of the event occurring. Uh, you can see the people in masses dancing and dancing and dancing. And uh, this is, as you can imagine, a lot of these people dropping dead. It's, it's very horrifying. Um, the first takeaway is every time the government tries to fix anything, it sucks. It really, really does suck. You don't want the government trying to solve problems. This is a historical fact. Every single time you involve the government, they make whatever they're trying to solve worse. It does not get better. So um, if there's ever a situation in your life where there's an opportunity where like, hey, well, the government is going to help end homelessness. The, the government is going to provide food. The government is going to help us with the flu. Whenever you hear a government mandated solution, run away from it like the plague. Do not support it. Actively campaign against it because it will not work. And if anything, it will cause the opposite to become more prevalent. The second takeaway here is God clearly is more effective than science because government implemented a bunch of scientific techniques to fix the problem. Their conclusion was increase the problem. And uh, what did God do? He uh, used the power of God and won. So, yeah, go to Jesus. Jesus is a much better solution, guys. Um, and a really interesting takeaway from this is, um, I want. I wonder if that's how we started the Dance of Thorns. Uh, oh, Zen Falls deleting his messages. Oh, what is the secret that you hide? Um, the the plague. Is, this is interesting. So. 
this concept that a plague is more of a mental thing than a physical thing. I think that's kind of the interesting takeaway here is plagues exist in the mind. Disease is real. You can get sick. You can get cold, get a cold. You can get a flu. Uh, but a plague appears to be more of a mental phenomenon more than anything. It's people thinking themselves into being sick and thinking themselves into bizarre scenarios. And this is where I think the real danger lies. We see this happening right now. Um, in all likely uh, chances, oh, this has popped up here. Let me get rid of that. Um, in all likelihood, you're going to probably see a lot of people dying in the near future, not because of the flu um, that's going around, but because of the government intervention that's occurred and this mental plague. You, you're telling people, you know, the economy is destroyed. You're telling people jobs are never coming back. Uh, you're increasing people's susceptibility to disease by isolating them. You're causing them to breathe in their own air, which makes their immune systems less effective. Uh, you're doing a lot of things altogether to set people up for a really bad situation where um, they're immunocompromised and they're going to be thrown into a scenario where the flu season, like it always happens, is going to happen like every winter there's a cold and flu season and people are going to overreact and be more susceptible to that. So um, what I recommend doing is just do not, do not get wrapped up in the news. The flashing boxes are lies. When you watch the screens, screens kill dreams. Don't be a screen boy. Don't be a screen girl. Okay? Those are fiction. You are watching a horror movie right now that is not real. Deal in the real world. Read good books. Get into some classic literature. Turn off the news. Turn off the social media, guys. It is not a real thing. It's all a show. Don't fall for it. And I think that's really the takeaway I have here from the dancing sickness, guys, is don't be the person who gets sucked into the dance. Don't be the person who falls for the government tricks. Go out there and crush and have a great life. And you can break free during these interesting and bizarre times. Uh, Amin says, hey, brother, remember me from your TikTok live? My name was AO45. Remember? Yes, I do remember you. How are you doing? How's it going, Amen? All right. So with that, uh, let's get into our first segment here. We got live wizard readings. If you'd like to get a live wizard reading, all you need to do is like the stream and share the stream, and that will qualify you for a live wizard reading. And after we complete, we have three lizard re <laughs> lizard. We have three wizard readings for this segment. We have another segment of wizard readings after this. Um, if after we complete that, we're going to be doing some amazing animal videos, incredible animal videos, including a dragon terrorizing a crowd, a man and an elephant have a showdown. It is epic, and horror strikes from the deep so if you're interested in that this is the time to like the stream share the stream because after these readings are completed we're going to be watching some amazing videos bring your friends in and have a good time to watch some amazing things happen do 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 all right naz you are up naz if you are still here let me know in the comments below what you'd like a reading about and we'll get your reading started shortly do 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 and then after that we have tristan Tristan, you are up after Naz, so uh, same deal. Let me know in the comments below. 
By the way, if you'd like to uh, financially support what I do, keep this thing going, I deeply appreciate it. Go to paypal.me forward slash askawizard. Pay whatever you think the wisdom is worth. It really means a lot. Um, and if you pay $20 or more, you will also get a signed and stamped official book. We have three books that are on sale right here. Uh, that is The 4-Hour Workweek, The 7 Habits of Highly Effective People, and The Compound Effect. These are all books that are extremely effective at teaching you how to be a better you. The 4-Hour Workweek is great for entrepreneurship. Uh, the 7 Habits of Highly Effective People is all about studying excellent people and what they do differently from other people. And then finally, The Compound Effect, which is about how small micro-movements add up over a long period of time to increase your chances of success. So if you'd like to support what I do and get one of those books sent to you, stamped and signed, go to uh, paypal.me forward slash askawizard and pay $20 or more there, and that is how you get those. And of course, you can join our letter club by going to P.O. Box 8888-1, Missoula, Montana, 59807, and you can send letters there. You can send uh, encouragement, questions. I read them on air if you'd like me to. If you don't, just write it at the top. Don't read on air. I won't read them on air. And uh, you can send support there as well, uh, but it's not necessary. Your letters are support enough, but I do appreciate either one fully. So thank you so much. Uh, Naz, I haven't seen you here. Hi. Ooh, I might do that. Oh, that'd be so awesome, Kenny. Coconut. That's a cool name. All right, Naz. We're going to give him the roll call. Let's see. Is Naz here? Going once. Going twice. And sold. Naz is off the list. All right, we're moving on to the next one. We've got here... Tristan, Tristan, you are up. Tristan, are you here? Let me know in the comments below, sir, and we'll get your reading started shortly. Tristan, it's time for your reading. And then after that, we have uh, Zenfall. Tristan is here. I would like a general reading. Awesome, Tristan, let us begin. Do do do. By the way, all the guys supporting the uh, PO box, so awesome. We've got. So many people signing up. It's crazy. I am backlogged on letters. I have a whole stack of letters that I've written right here. Um, it's, uh, it is a really cool journey. Thank you so much for all of the support. It is quite amazing. All right, Tristan. We've got, ooh, Ten of Pentacles popping up here for you in the past. Okay, so the Ten of Pentacles is the completion of a material chapter in your life. So what this represents is... Um, good things coming to an end this is uh the end of a story but it's a good story um and the beginning of a new journey this is the start of a new adventure in your life this is a transition from one phase to another this could be like for example high school to college or uh friends to girlfriend, girlfriend to marriage. Uh, this is about, well, that would be more the uh, 10 of hearts, to be honest. This is more about the physical. So this would be like a job or a career. Um, this could be school. This could be uh, going from teenager to adult, that kind of thing. Um, so we're seeing a transitionary pay phase here in the past. Now, walking into the present, we see that you are now taking action. You've exited the phase of feeling like this is the beginner stage. You know, have, I... You might be able to relate with this. Um, I know that I can when, you know, it's like when you're 18, you're technically an adult now, right? But you don't feel like an adult yet. You're like, am I an adult? And there's this weird period of time that you go through in life where 
you you're like i don't know i'm still a kid am i an adult and, and it just kind of feels vague right um and then eventually you get to the phase where you're like oh i am an adult now i don't have to go to other people for things i can just do stuff I, i'm free i have true freedom and as soon as you feel that by the way that's when the system comes in and starts trying to control you so be careful don't let the system grab you stay free if that's what you want um there's a lot of things the world is going to try and tell you you have to do and you don't have to do any of them if you don't want to uh, there's very few things in this world you have to do you have to obey god and that's about it okay so follow the lord your god love him with your heart mind and soul and love your neighbor as yourself if you do those two things everything else is moot so this is where we find you at right now is the knight of pentacles taking action on the material you have exited that transitionary phase you are now in a position where you feel confident with who you are you feel like you're ready to take action in the world you're no longer feeling insecure you're feeling ready and prepared and you're ready to just crush and so that's where we find you at right now tristan in this current situation is this sounding accurate for you is this giving you some insights let me know in the comments below if this is helping you out giving you some insights if not that's perfectly fine we will adjust accordingly uh just go ahead and let me know so that i can uh, move on to the next steps for you and uh if it isn't sounding accurate that's fine we will adjust so next up on the list by the way after uh Tristan is going to be Zenfall, just so you know Zenfall. So if you're here in the comments, let me know, and we'll be getting your reading started in just a bit. Uh, Tristan has said that this is sounding accurate. Glad to hear that this is on point for you. Now let's move on to the next steps. Fantastic card. Oh, man, this is wonderful. So this is the Seven of Pentacles. Seven of Pentacles is the dream situation to get to in life. Seven of Pentacles is when you are confident in your material abilities. This is where you have finally reached that position of, I know what works and I know what doesn't work. And I am confident in that. The next step after this is the Eight of Pentacles, which is amazing. So your journey that you're on right now is the tough one of going through the failure period where you're making mistakes, you're wrong, and you don't even know why you're wrong. That's a hard place to be at, but if you continue that journey, you will arrive at the position where you do know you're, why you're wrong, you do know why you're right, you know what is good, you know what isn't good, and this sets you up perfectly to be a massive success. Because once you can self-judge yourself, you can go and watch your own footage and be like, ah, that sucked because of this, and it's good because of this. When you're able to do that on your own, that's the path to mastery. That's what you need to achieve to become a master at whatever it is you're trying to do. So grind through it, take action, you're gonna get there. That's my uh, reading I have for you today. Hope that helps you out, Tristan, and gives you some insights, and we're gonna move on to the next reading, which is Zenfall. Hello, Zenfall. Anything in particular you're looking for insights on? Let me know in the comments below. We'll get your reading started shortly. Can I have a reading or something? Like, Well, thank you very much, Kate. Uh, yes, indeed. We will have you uh, get a reading in the next segment here after we uh, watch some amazing animal videos. Uh, Cade is on here. That's funny. 
Uh, Cade is what I call cats um, because I don't like cats at all. I, uh, <laughs> and so I won't even say their names. I call them Cades. And so I, I find your name uh, funny. But Roiver is a cool name. It sounds almost like a dog's name, like a rover. And so uh, it's a pretty cool combination there. I'm liking that name. Anything in particular, Zenfall, you're looking for uh, insights on? By the way, if you're uh, here and you're wondering, all right, what's coming next? Well, what's up next is some incredible animal videos. We're going to be watching dragons terrorizing a crowd. A real dragon terrorizes a crowd. I know, it sounds crazy. I have video footage of it. I'll be showing you guys in just a bit. We also have a man and an elephant having a full-blown showdown. It's very intense. And then finally, you're going to be seeing horror striking from the deeps. If you're interested in these videos, if you'd like to experience these horrifying scenarios with your friends, Go ahead right now, share this stream out. Now is the time because we are going to be doing one reading for Zenfall. And then after that reading, this is going to be happening. So let us begin. Zenfall's reading is saying, okay, you got me money. Well, thank you very much, Zenfall. Um, I appreciate that. And let's get your reading started. John reading for Zenfall. Ooh, check this out. looking into the past here wow another really positive reading that's making me happy um the high priestess showing up here in the past so what the high priestess represents is um you've went through a process that's very mature very skillful and uh, i i really appreciate this you know this is something that most people don't do these days this is about considering your principles you go to your principles first and say i believe in this i hold this to be true and then from there you make your pros and cons list instead of saying what's best for me what's good for me you didn't do that instead you said i know what is good i know what is true what is the right thing to do and then from there you analyzed okay now what is the best path based on what is in alignment with my principles and virtues and because of that it's leading you in a path where you're going to have a lot of success in life and that's great to see and i don't just mean that financially it doesn't mean you're going to be rich it means that you're going to live a better life a good life as aristotle calls it the, the good life when you live a virtuous life um, you're the kind of person who can look back on your past and say you know i made mistakes i did screw up but you know what at least i was trying to live a life of virtue of truth and that's beautiful to have and walking into the present we see that that's happening for you right here the seven of cups um, this is beautiful this is saying that even during all this chaos and craziness and insanity during this time uh, you've managed to become more confident in your friendships become closer to your loved ones to build relationships deeper than they were before um, so you've actually managed to turn this what has been seen as a negative time for a lot of people into a really positive and amazing experience because of this core principles you have you you chose to say look if i'm locked in a room if i'm isolated away i'll just get closer to my family you know then that's that's beautiful that's really really beautiful 
And so that's where we find you at right now. Is this sounding accurate for you, uh, Zenfall? Uh, Zenfall says, true, awesome. Glad to hear this sounding on point for you. Now let's move on to the next steps. So the final step that we see here is the King of Cups. So this is about knowledge of emotions. This is a great card as well. However, this can also have some negative connotations. So let's just be careful with this. And so this could be indicating that while things are going well here, um, you might be the kind of person who's putting on a bit of a show. You might be feeling some strong emotions um, and just not really telling other people because you don't want to put a burden on other people. You want to kind of keep it to yourself and say, ah, no, no, everything's fine. Everything's great. Yeah, closer to my family. But you might still be feeling stressed. You might be feeling a little worried. And so what this card says is, hey, if that's the experience you're going through right now, man, it's okay to feel emotions. It's good to feel these emotions. Let's gain knowledge. Let's ask yourself, why do we feel how we feel? Why do we have those emotions? What is the source of them? And I bet you, I bet you, uh, I bet you, if you look into this, what you're going to find is that, frankly, <laughs> this fear is probably because of one of these flashing boxes. I bet you it's somebody lied to you on TV. Somebody said something scary on the screens. You know, the news said something scary. The the Facebook said something scary. They all told you these lies about a horrible flu is going to kill us all. Oh, the the government's evil. Oh, Hitler's been elected. Oh, the elections are fraught. You know, you're hearing all this chaos and lies for this TV show. And um, you just got to remember, it's a reality television show. They're just trying to get you to click and be afraid so you come back and click again. Look at what's happening in your real world, around you, in your life. That's where reality is found, and that's where you should be focusing your attention. Turn off the flashing boxes. They have nothing of value to give you. Um, the news is lying to you. It is a reality television show. It has no truth to be found. So um, don't worry about that. Ignore that and move on. Okay, so that is my uh, reading I have for you there today. I hope that helps you out. I hope that gives you some insights there, Zenfall. And it uh, looks like, yep, this is, uh, you're trying hard and it's trying. I'm glad to hear that that is hitting on point for you there, Zenfall, and give you the insights you're looking for. Uh, Kate, I have you written down for the next chapter, and we're going to begin our videos right now. So, boys and girls, now is the time to take this link, share it out to your friends, share it on social media, throw it up on Reddit, get it out to the world, because we are about to embark on some incredible animal videos. You're going to be seeing a dragon terrorizing a crowd, a man having a showdown with an elephant, and horror striking from the deep. I caught, I'm caught in the middle of a pandemic crap. My fear comes from the economic aspect. Yeah, I can feel that. But you know, um, there's also a great economic opportunity right now. If you invest in value, creating valuable things, skills, trades. Uh, for example, myself, as you can see behind me, this is a grow light. This is growing vegetables. We're growing food. I'm learning how to farm um, in preparation for what may or may not happen. Um, if it if you know economic downturns are rough, we are able to grow food. That's a skill that most people don't have and is incredibly valuable. Uh, being able to fix plumbing, electricity, trade skills, mechanics, these are all anything dealing in the real world. Um, basically, if you need a college degree, 
uh, or are trying to get a college degree for it, run away from that because that's a scam. You do not want to go to college. Um, do not go into debt for college. It is a huge mistake. Learn real skills, real world value, produce things, create things. In fact, we'll be talking about that later as core principles of what it means to be an owl. And um, if you do that, regardless of how the economy goes, you're going to have a place to stay, food to eat, if you're the kind of person who can produce value. So that's my recommendation there for you. All right. And don't be afraid. Ha have no fear. It's, it, if you're a Christian, uh, it is a sin to be afraid. Ooh, it looks like uh, we're having a little bit of lag there. Ooh, yikes. Ah, so that's why the uh, the stream dropped my numbers randomly and popped up. Okay, let's see here. Come on. Oh no, my mouse has done the thing. Disappearing again. This is not good. Let's see. Oh, you guys are just gonna have to see this. All right. Where Where is my, there it is. Okay. Oh no. There we go. We're back. Okay. So this is a real dragon. I, I told you it was going to be a real dragon. I know. You guys didn't believe me, but <laughs> I guess you figured it out now. So uh, this is a real dragon uh, attacking a crowd of people. This is horrifying. I don't know if you guys have seen a Komodo dragon recently, um, but more importantly, I don't think I've ever seen a Komodo dragon next to a person were you aware, we, we had an owl come in and was asking, are dragons real? And so I did a little research and I was looking them up and I found some videos that looked pretty fake to be honest with you. But then this thing came up and um, <laughs> dragons are real and they will kill you. Let me show you. <laughs> this is a real creature. Oh my gosh. What, what is this? Why do I have an ad on my screen? Get out of here. Look at that. That's a tree. Do you, do you see the tree? The tree is half the size of one of its legs. <laughs> oh my gosh. This guy is, like, just staring it down. He's just staring at it. And, and this Komodo is coming from... I don't know what his thought process is here. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't want to run to spook it up. He's got a stick. Let me tell you, man. That stick is not doing crap. All right? <laughs> that stick is not going to stop anything. Um, oh, looks like we're having some lag spikes here. That's a bit annoying. Um... Give it a second here, see if it comes back. Um, there we go. I think that might have fixed it. All right, sweet. So I, I don't know what he thinks. This stick is not solving any problems. <laughs> he pokes it a few times, but it just it's just angrier. It's just angrier. So at this point he's like he's given up. He's like, all right, we're just gonna we're just we're just gonna walk away. 
And I think this entices the dragon. It, what I find odd is he's not speeding up at all. The, the dragon just keeps approaching. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. And he walks this thing. Right into a crowd. Look at that. Just stabbing and slap a bug off his back. He walks it right into a freaking crowd of people. Absolutely insane. Looks like we're having some major glitches here. What's, what's going on here? Let's take a look. All right, I think I got it fixed. <laughs> oh. So to the owl who asked, are dragons real? Yes. Yes, dragons are real. And uh, they're horrifying. So <laughs> I hope that helped you out. I hope it gave you some insights. Mr. Uh, owl who was asking. Uh, I don't know why. My internet just keeps kicking in and out. Come on. We had a perfect stream yesterday, internet. I believe in you. You've got this. Stay strong. All right. Let's uh, pull up the next video here for you guys. Pull up the overlay. All right, this guy is a legend. Let's uh, wait, wait this ad out. This guy is an absolute, absolute legend. <laughs> it's, just, it's just it's just so screwed and man this guy just stands so so i i don't know how you don't just flinch how you don't flinch here again with the stick i'm not sure i'm not sure what the apparently sticks are just incredible tools boys and girls because I don't, I don't understand why both safari people here seem to use sticks against giant beast as if it's going to like solve something. And what's even weirder is it seems that it works. Are, guys, are wands real? Maybe wands are real. Holy crap, maybe like wizard staffs and wands are like a real thing. Maybe this is why they're a real thing. What do you guys think? Let me know in the comments below. gonna flip oh he changes his mind hey, what 
Um, interesting. It looks like my stream just went down. What, what, what's going on here? I'm sorry. I just, uh, ah, it is just annoying today. I just lost uh, reception there on the, the screen. Oh, and the video is still playing. My goodness. Sorry, guys. Uh, looks like we're having some internet issues. All right, so that is the uh, that is the showdown there for you. Uh, one second here, I'm going to see. All right, I'm gonna see if I can get Alex on uh, internet duty, see if she can fix that. I think she's uh, doing her typical thing of just completely destroying the internet for no apparent reason. Um, Hopefully she'll she'll stop. <laughs> I'm gonna download movies. Awesome. Ah, that sucks, man. Looks like we uh got knocked out. Um, it appears Alex is live streaming the most internet intensive things you could possibly imagine during this, and it's uh, crushing our internet. So hopefully that will stop soon. Um, I just messaged her. So let's while we wait while we wait. Get an overlay going here and get the next video queued up. All right. This particular video that we have coming up here is uh, the strike from the deep. This is, uh, you guys know, I got a fear of certain sea creatures. So, you know, this one's going to get me. By the way, uh, you guys can send your uh, videos to me um, here at Ask a Wizard. You can send any viral videos you find, uh, anything of that nature that you'd like me to cover. Uh, DM it to me on Instagram. Uh, you can DM it to me on Facebook. You can DM it to me on um, TikTok as well. Uh, that's the place to do it. And uh, when you do, send those things on in. Uh, I will look at them, and if I think that they'll be good for the show, I will definitely send them on up here. So if you're interested in doing that, this is the place to do it. Thank you very much, Chris, for letting me know um, that that's going, and uh, hopefully we uh, are going to move smoothly moving forward. So this man just being a legend. Doing some spearfishing. No biggie. No biggie. My goodness. We are having some technical issues here today. That's all right. Um, <laughs> so, so this guy here is just going around, right? He's just spearfishing. Uh, nailed the fish, by the way. Can we just take a moment to appreciate a legendary fisherman? This dude got that fish from a good solid. That looks. That's got to be at least 50 feet, right? That was a good shot. Pretty darn good shot. Reeling in the tuna. Or fish. It's not a tuna. There's his boat. Showing off his catch. Congratulations. He nailed it. Uh, apparently zero people are watching. Not sure what's going on here. There. Yeah. Uh, Chris popping into the chat to let me know that zero people are currently watching. Despite the fact that he is currently watching. <laughs> um, you know. YouTube does stuff like that. Don't trust the numbers. Um. 
as we've frequently seen um we've had 10 different people comment uh individuals comment while youtube is telling me that there's zero people so we just don't uh, listen to that <laughs> kate says i'm watching zen fail says i'm currently watching lpvs is currently watching so currently there's zero people watching but four different people commenting <laughs> it's it's just how youtube is it's goofy so he nails this fish right just just crush it and oh boy did he miss the big fish <laughs> oh, oh this is so scary this is just ah oh, I, I won't go in the ocean because of this this is like one of my worst fears is just look at this he goes from just clear water he's been looking at this fish this entire time too within seconds boom do you see how fast it's nothing to there is a death there is literally death here to kill you oh my gosh and he's just going at him he probably just wants the fish but man oh, it pops out to say shark God, I oh, I feel like I would die from the fear of it alone. I'd be like a rabbit. Oh gosh, it's so freaking scary. The net will save him. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh jeez. Could you just imagine just? Oh, you're, you're swimming. You know there's this shark trailing you, right? You've got this fish attached to you on the line. And you're, you've got to swim back to this boat. Every stroke you take, you know the shark is circling you. And you can't keep eye contact with the shark. You can't look at the shark. And every stroke, you're just hoping. Oh, God, I hope that's not my leg. Oh, God, I hope it's not my leg. Oh, God, every, everyone. And if you go too fast, then you're, you're going to attract more attention. And it's just... Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Now you don't know where he is. Oh, God, you don't know where he is now. Get in, get in, get in, get in, get in, get in. <laughs> Worry about, forget the fish. Forget the fish. Oh my god. I I have a completely rational fear of sharks. In case you guys don't know. The wizard has a rational fear of sharks. Uh, I, I don't like I don't like them at all. What in the world? The new mutants? What the heck is that? I guarantee you it's propaganda and trash. Whatever new mutants is, don't support it. That's my call to action for you guys. <laughs> so that is my uh, terrifying animal videos for you that we have for today. And I have quite a few more interesting pieces to show you here. So let's uh, get this thing showing up and overlay. So those are my horrifying, incredible animal videos for you today. Today, it's time. It's time. Oh, I've been waiting for this one, boys and girls. This is just incredible. As you guys know, something scary with me. Hi, how's it going? Something scary with me. Um, as you guys know, I don't like bad advertising. Uh, 
I don't like bad advertising. I don't like marketing uh, that's done poorly uh, because it was my career for seven years. You know, I'm, I, I like doing it well. And so uh, I'm often criticizing ads, but something that I find even funnier than that is um, people who really want to start a business but know nothing about starting a business and don't know what that means because they don't want to start a business. What they want to do is make money. They don't want to start a business. <laughs> so, <laughs> hi, good, you, I'm doing very well. And so that's what this particular piece is all about. On one of our previous streams, we talked about the importance of practical pessimism. This is about thinking about things in a negative, quote unquote, negative way on purpose so that we don't waste our time, waste our money on things that can't work and help us identify what works faster. This is uh, the often neglected part of life. People always say, be positive. You got to think positive, man. Well, it's also important to think negatively because if you don't, frankly, you can end up like what you're about to see. This is uh, the legend, the, the journey, the one, the only bullet ball. But nobody has... <laughs> I'm sorry. Here we go. It was an ad for the new X-Men movie. Ah, good. Don't watch it. It's propaganda. It's all lies. It's Illuminami. Illuminomi. Confirmed. This is bullet ball. Given up more than Mark Griffin. I quit my job and sold all my possessions that I could sell and... First off, you're already screwed up. What the what the heck are you doing, man? You quit your job and sold all your stuff? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Uh, what was his name? What was his name again? Hold on. Let's, let's get his name. I want to be fair. Let's give him his name. And... No, 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 no. Give me your name. I want to know. But nobody has given up more than Mark Griffin. Mark. All right. So Mark. <laughs> I'm assuming when you gave up, <laughs> when you gave up everything and quit your job, um, you've got like, what, 350000 in the bank, right? Cash? You know, because, you know, and you're going to downsize, right? Downsize cash, you're going to devote to your business. No, no. What am I, what am I talking about? I'm sure your business was actually generating revenue for you, right? You're probably making like three, four grand net profit already. So that's why you were able to quit your job and, uh, and, uh, and sell all your stuff because you wanted to downsize so that you could do it, right? Right, Mark? And sold all my possessions that I could sell and found myself in Wait, Mark, why are you in food pantries? Hold on, hold on. Did you make some poor decisions? <laughs> Let's hear him out. Let's hear out Mark here. Uh, sleeping in a car. It's not about the money. It's about my game. No, Mark, it is about the money. That's the definition of a business. <laughs> okay? When you have a business, it's about money. Legally speaking, 
You can't have a business that isn't about money. If you don't, you're actually committing tax fraud. Making money is the core point of a business. If you're a corporation, for example, and you choose to do things that are against the financial interest of your company, you can be sued. You can be sent to jail. You, you have to be thinking about this for the money. It's going to be an Olympic sport. It's just that good. And how are y'all doing today? Very good. How are you right. today? I'm excited. This is my dream come true. Uh, my name is Mark Griffin, and I'm the inventor of Bullet Ball and Bullet Ball Extreme. Um, he's the inventor of Bullet Ball and Bullet Ball Extreme, and he's going to be an Olympic sport, guys. Don't worry, Bullet Ball is going to be an Olympic sport, and he's so confident that Bullet Ball is going to be an Olympic sport that he's already made Bullet Ball Extreme to, 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 to supersede the original sport. Because you guys all know, as we all know, football was an Olympic sport, but um, football extreme, on the other hand. <laughs> Go on, Mark. Bullet ball is a high-caliber table game designed for the 21st century lifestyle. Just like other... So, like, staring at screens, sitting down all day, and not being active? By the way, look at this lady's face. She's already like, oh, dear God, no. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Her face just says it all. Oh. Sports with international sports, <laughs> such as basketball, soccer, and ping pong. It's basketball, soccer, and ping pong. <laughs> you know, I enjoy a lot of recreational video games guys i really enjoy games like uh fortnite uh league of legends and pong <laughs> i'm a i'm a i'm a huge i'm a huge fan of outdoor sport extreme sports i'm a big fan of skateboarding and I'm a big fan of rollerblading. And I'm a big fan of hopscotch. <laughs> I just... I don't, I don't know, man. Continue, Mark. Continue. It's our vision that one day bullet ball will become an Olympic sport. Please explain how the game works. <laughs> the nerd. The nerd just... Please explain how the sport works. <laughs> oh. Oh, this is too much. I'll play. Okay. Just the whatever. The game is to get the ball past your opponent. Okay? By utilizing your forearms and or hands. Okay? All right. Okay. <laughs> My point. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's face just so you so you're slapping a ball back and forth on a tabletop yeah it's called bullet ball 
No. No, you're slapping a bomb back in front of The guy looks to the side, he's like, How long are we going to let this go on for? The girl's just like, I don't know. Do you want to say something? We get it! Okay, we get it. Move on, please. <laughs> What an impact! <laughs> Write this one down, Owls. What a potential investor! <laughs> when a potential investor asks you, "How much have you invested in your business?" The correct answer is to tell them approximately how much you've invested in the business. The incorrect answer <laughs> is to say, "I have had a dream for twenty-six years." That's not. No, no, but how much have you put into this business? <laughs> oh, this is too much. This is, this is too much. You've got this vision. We don't. My ex-wife and I, we're sitting there drinking wine and having a conversation, rolling the cat's ball back and forth across the table. The ball became faster and faster. And we said, well, wait a minute. If we're going to play this game, we need some rules. Mark, 26 years is a really long time. Yes, it is. <laughs> Tell me what you have put into this game over those years. Where are you now? <laughs> I quit my job. I decided that, you know, 80% of inventors take their invention to the grave with them. Cite your <laughs> I hate people who say cite your sources because they're morons and they're almost always wrong. But 80% of inventors... <laughs> All right. Forget, don't cite your sources, because that is, that's nonsense. People who say cite your sources are fools. Um, they're, they're, they're just, um, they're what we call uh, worms. They're the people who, who bite, at, bite at the ankles of people who are trying to do things and, and grow in the world. Um, so let's think about this logically. Let's just apply some Socratic thought, shall we? Um, <laughs> so... Uh, 80% of inventors take their inventions to the grave with them, uh, never telling anyone about them. Then how do you know that they went to the grave if they didn't tell anyone? How do you know? Explain. <laughs> Are you summoning up some spirits and said, Grandmother, yes. Do you have any inventions that you never told anyone about? Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> you know, inventions aren't that hard. People have inventions all the time. That's not that special. <laughs> it's very easy to come up with an invention. What is hard is to come up with a useful, marketable, profitable invention. <laughs> Those are the steps you're missing. Here, <clears throat> we'll invent something right now. We're going to make an invention. Uh, it's going to be called the... The pen, the pen card. You see, it's going to be a card. It's a tarot card, so you can get insights from it, right? So you, you want spiritual insights, you just turn it over. And it's a pen, and it can write right here. Check that out. So you can write and get spiritual insight all at the same time. Boom, I invented it. You know how much money I'm going to make for that? Nothing. 
It's not special. Continue, Mark. And I decided that that was not going to happen to me. I sold all my stuff, traded my sound in for a, a 92 Volvo station wagon with 300,000 miles, sold my wife's wedding ring. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mark, but is the reason why she's your ex-wife because you sold her wedding ring? Bullet ball? Please. <laughs> Please continue, Mark. Loaded everything up into what I could get in that station wagon and drove to Chicago. If you sold everything, what do you have now? This is so sad. This is so tragic. And this is why, guys, guys, let's be real here. I know. <laughs> oh, this is why it's really important to tell the truth. Okay? This is why it's important to not lie to people. Okay? You, you, you gotta, you gotta be truthful. You gotta tell the truth. Because you see it all the time. This Mark here is not an isolated incident. He's hilarious. Don't get me wrong. But this happens all the time. People on American Idol who have been told by all their friends and all their families, you're so talented. You're so good. Your idea is so great. It's going to be amazing. And, and, then, and then this happens to them. So what, what I'm saying is, if you truly love someone, if you truly care about someone, you've, you're obligated to tell them the truth. You're obligated to tell Mark when he comes up to you and he hasn't sold his house and he hasn't sold his wife's wedding wing and he hasn't quit his job and say, like, Mark, you know, it's fun and everything, but I think it needs a lot of work. I think you need to Maybe do some more research on other games. Hey, try it out at fairs. Maybe you could find like a local game fair. Set up a table there. Do it on the weekend, Saturday, Sunday. See what the market has to say before you take action. I don't think that this is personally going to be very successful, but that does. I could be wrong. So what I would say is test this idea out. Test it small. See what the world has to say. And then go from there. That, that, that's that's what you got to do. And, and in today's culture, we're told to lie to everyone. We're supposed to just compliment them on their delusions. You know, when the, when the your five-foot friend is like, I'm going to be an NBA basketball player, you're supposed to say, no, maybe try sport. You can, play, you can play basketball. It's fun. But you should probably still study in school. You should probably still work hard. You, you can't lie to people. We cannot coddle people because while you think you're being a good person for it, what you're really doing is creating what we're watching happen right now. So be truthful for people. Um, I don't even have a home to go back to. We're in my car. Mark, what would happen if, though, if, if we say no? Take the risk 
do something for myself. This ideal is mine. This is my dream come true. It will happen. It was destined to be. And we're going to make it happen one way or the other. That I guarantee. Yes. My personal thing from me to you is you can lose everything, but whatever you do, please don't lose your mind. <laughs> You're not going to make it with this. See? I wish his friends had told him this 26, 25 and 9 months ago. Totally disagree. It's not happen. It will happen. This is, it won't happen. It, I'm, I'm telling you, it will happen. Go, go get your life back. Go get a job. I have my invention. And I'm telling you, Bullet Ball is going to be a success. <laughs> I think it's it's a dream. It's, I hope it comes to reality, but I don't think game. it will. I'm gonna say no. I'm a game inventor. I've invented games. <laughs> I've sold games. I, I mean, I'm seriously looking at the games right here, and it's 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 nice. I played it. I'm sorry, I have to say no. <laughs> He's an expert. He's a game inventor. Even he's just like, there's no chance. I'm afraid that you're, you're living a great moment in your life and you're trying to live it. And, and I hope it doesn't destroy you. Oh my god. I'm really worried about that. But I'm gonna have to say no. I'm sorry. Mark, please. You, 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 told, take about this. you told us that you've given 26 years of your life to this game. I think that's more of a life than a man can give to a dream. <coughs> Please get your life back. I have to say no. Oh, man, Mark. You know, from all four, this is, you don't understand. He leaves it there. He just walks away. <laughs> oh no. Could you please take this piece of trash with you? <laughs> oh no. So that, that, my friends, that, Owls, is the legend of Bullet Ball. <laughs> don't, the moral of the story is, don't, don't lie to people, guys. Don't, don't lie to your friends and the people you love and the people you care about. Tell the truth. Be honest. Even if it's uncomfortable, tell the truth. Tell the truth. Hey, Brazy, how's it going? Welcome. Welcome, crazy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> bullet ball. <laughs> Don't be a bullet ball. All right, so my final little scary video I've got here for you guys today. This is the unexplained mysteries, the horrors hidden within the forest. This is absolutely bizarre. This is a phenomenon going on that um, I saw a video of. One of, I think one of the owls sent it in. It is 
pretty insane stuff. Um, I don't know what's going on here. Uh, I'm sure there's got to be some sort of explanation, but it is truly, truly horrifying uh, what lies within the dark of some forest. Check this out. Or, in, I guess, the light of some forest. <clears throat> Look at this. The earth appears to be breathing. Look at this. It's like an edge straight out of... It's like straight out of Lord of the Rings. It's bizarre, isn't it? It's like you can see... It's Maybe there's something under it? I don't know. Maybe, like, could it be, like, maybe some... Uh, what are they called? Moles? I don't know. On a gra uh, what does uh, Hamlet say? Oh, a very, a very uh, gosh, entrepreneurial mole of something of that sort. <laughs> where the mole's just crawling through. Um, but I don't know. It, it's, I don't know what this is. Look at that. The whole tree is up and down. It's freaking bizarre. Now, something I'm noticing here in this uh, watch through is the, there is a strong wind. Could it just be like it's a really strong wind and the trees are getting blown over? Um, it's called a lawn bubble, and they can happen in a lot of places. Really? Oh, interesting. Cade, on the case. See, this is why having the owls is so awesome. It's like I ban so many people on here because we want to have a really good community. And so... What I'm left with is just smart, intelligent, well, thoughtful, intellectual people who just leave great comments. And it, it's such a wonderful place to be. It really is. <laughs> um, thank you very much for that, kid. I'm going to look into that. A lawn bubble. Now, we're sure it's not an ent. Are we sure it's not an ent? Oh, my gosh. That is beautiful and scary. I would love to have a lawn bubble in my backyard. This is... Wow. <laughs> it's beautiful. I mean, listen to that wind, though. There, it's got to have something to do with the wind. Wow. That's crazy. So that that is the... That is the lawn bubble. <laughs> All right. Um, the, the breathing horrors from within. Uh, glad to... You. It's, it's, it's amazing. It looks like the earth is literally breathing. It's bizarre. All right. So with that, we are done with our videos for today. And then we have our uh, lecture. And then we're going to have some live wizard readings here just coming up. <clears throat> it looks like something out of a movie, right? That's what I'm thinking. It's it's very creepy. It reminds me of that scene when the Ents uh, wrap up and capture um, Mary and Pippin and pull them in and lock them in with the roots and just hold on to them. Um, it was always a scary scene for me in Lord of the Rings. So we're going to be going into practical philosophy. So practical philosophy for today is... What does it mean to be an owl? So this is something as we've been growing here, the community has been just exploding. We've reached over, we have 423, what's well, 425, but I do 423 for the Tesla number. 423,000 
followers here at Ask a Wizard in just this year alone. And this massive growth has um, been really awesome. For those of you who haven't been around, I've been doing this for quite a while. Um, been streaming and it started with just a very small group of people who hung out on the internet um, and enjoyed my magic. I'm a member of the Magic Castle. I'm a magician and I um, am a wizard. So that's that's what I do is wizardry. I study philosophy and we've really been growing uh, rapidly in the last year and the <clears throat> I think it's important to have something to reference in the future when people are saying, like, what does it mean to be an owl? What do you believe in? What do you have to do with with a, with an owl? Um, and it's it's pretty simple. You know, you get your owl name. But we do have some culture behind us. We do have beliefs that we hold true. And so that's what we're going to be covering here today. Um, before, So when you're getting owlified, what does it mean to be owlified? Does it cost money? Is it a cult? All this nonsense. We're going to be talking about what it is here. And it's actually pretty simple. It looks like some kind of movie. Everyone who claims to understand Tolkien is lying. In reality, he saw this happen once and decided and and dedicated the next however long trying to figure out a story worthy for featuring Ents. <laughs> yes, this is true. Nobody understands. Tolkien. Tolkien is a genius. Uh, the, the story of Tolkien is, is pretty darn amazing. If you ever look into it, he was... Uh, yeah, we'll get into it another time. But man, that dude is, he, he's incredible. Uh, Brazy says, yes. All right, so what does it mean to be an owl? So the owls basically boil down to 10 core principles. We have our own little culture, the way that we talk and, and words that phrases and things of that nature, like no ghosts and logos, but that's not really what we're about. What we're really about boils down to 10 core principles. Um, the biggest and number one is that owls create and promote the beautiful, the good, and the true. This is our core foundational philosophy. It's based on um, some, basically an analysis of the Summa Theologica, the Bible, but more or less, it's it's not necessarily inherently Christian, though we tend to all be Christians. Um, there are people who aren't Christian. There's people who have different faiths and whatnot, um, but we believe universally across the board of the beautiful the good and the true um if you don't believe in those things or you're against those things an adversary to those things um you probably don't want to be in the parliament of owls hey lando how's it going welcome and uh the second core principle is that owls are self-learners and we study the classics this is a core facet of what really separates us from a lot of communities is that we at as a core foundation are people who learn we like to educate ourselves and importantly we educate ourselves in the classics because as we'll talk about later um, we're aware that there's propaganda going on that's designed to control your mind right now these flashing screens what you see on a screen is typically manipulation to control your mind this is propaganda at the highest form it has ever been in recorded history and so as a result of that, we educate ourselves. We ignore what we see from these evil industries like college and high school and the education system. Those are evil organizations that are designed to break your mind. We choose to ignore that information. We play the game to get through. We put in the right answers to get passed through the system so we can get by, fly under the radar uh, like stealthy owls. And all the while we are educating ourselves 
particularly on classics. What do I mean by the classics? If you search the classics, you'll get a long list, which is actually very propaganda-filled. Um, so good starting places would be Plato, Aristotle, uh, the Stoics, and then from your classic literatures, uh, I could just read off a few for you right here. You've got Dante's Inferno, um, well, the Divine Comedy, I should say, the complete works of Shakespeare. War and, Pe War and Peace is obviously anything by Tolstoy is going to be good. Um, there, there's we're, we're going in general 1959 and before is the goal. Uh, it's not 100%. That's just a good rule of thumb if it was written before 1959. Um, and it's not like 1959 is some magic year. It's just that's the cutoff that we choose um, to kind of just give people a rough estimate. So that's what we're referencing when we say studying the classics. I'm doing very well, Lando. Glad to hear. Uh, see you here. Uh, so number three is owls have an in-group preference. Uh, this is something that has confused a lot of people. Um, a lot of people who are like, wait, why do you... I'm new here. Give me my special attention. Uh, we don't give special attention to new people. You aren't an owl. <laughs> okay. Um, owls are who get the special attention. Uh, the owls are my people. And I often tell people, uh, one owl is worth 1,000 eyeballs to me. And uh, sometimes I say 10,000, sometimes they say 1,000. The principle being an owl is extraordinarily valuable to me. Um, a eyeball, the little, little screen that pops up and says eyeball, doesn't really matter that much to me. I want owls. And um, as such, we support each other. Owls support each other. Whenever it's possible, I want to try and buy from owls when I can, and I want to support other owls' businesses. I want to help them grow. I want to keep our resources, value, time, and energy within the owl community, and we do that consciously and intentionally. So, again, I'm letting you know what it means to be an owl here so that if any of this is like, I, I'm not about that at all. I hate that. You don't have to be an owl. That's perfectly fine. Um, if you read these things and you say, wow, that sounds awesome, I'm interested in that, then you might want to become an owl. So that's, uh, we'll talk about how to do that in just a bit here to let you guys know it is free. It does not cost money to be an owl. Just this is not a sales pitch, just so you know. <laughs> um, number four is that uh, owls know the flashing squares are not to be trusted. The flashing boxes are lies, okay? Um, this is a and we say we have the phrase greens kill dreams this is just a recognition that we are in an age of propaganda we are surrounded by it and uh, there is ai being built right now that is designed to control your mind and its purpose is to make you sad to make you hate other people to hate yourself and to be depressed so it can sell you products so we try to avoid the screens as much as possible. And when we're using them, it's consciously with the knowledge that there is a monster lurking in those screens that is designed to hurt us and make us sad. So just be aware of that. This is kind of not related, but I think technology is a form of slavery today, like modern slavery. That is a very efficient, a very interesting way of looking at it, kid. Debt is the modern form of slavery. Um, being in debt is how people enslave you these days. Um, however, what modern technology is doing is trying to dumb you down and hurt you and break you so that you're not aware that you are a slave. The, the job of the screen is to become a dopamine machine so that you feel just enough pleasure 
to ignore the fact that you become a slave to debt and um, therefore remove yourself. And if you research, like, say, the uh, rat utopia experiment, you'll see what the overarching uh, problem is. This isn't new. What's happening now has happened many a time in the past, and it will happen again. And there will be resets, and there will be things that come back to normal. So don't be too afraid. Um, this is a great time for people who adopt principles like the owls, for example. Uh, number five is owls create and owls take action. This is a core principle of what makes owls different from others is rather than talking about things, thinking about things, whining about other people's things, um, envisioning other things, we actually create things. We actually take action. Uh, this is mostly to the chagrin of the internet, uh, particularly the Reddit people, the worms, the nasty little people who come up and try to destroy other people who create and take action. Um, nobody told me or gave me permission to uh, make a successful marketing company when I was 18. No one did that. They all told me I was stupid and um, it was foolish. I listened to the market. I won. I got a great uh, business and then I had a great career from it. Nobody told me that gave me permission when I said I'm going to build a lawn care company and uh, do it so that I can have fun testing out marketing ideas and make money. Then I just did it and everyone told me it was a stupid idea and it was terrible and why are you doing this? And then I did and it was successful and I won. Nobody gave me permission to be a wizard on the internet and talk to people about philosophy and sell books. I just did it. I took action. I created. And I won. The owls are people who create and take action and win. And that doesn't mean you always win. It doesn't mean you won't have failures. It doesn't mean you won't make mistakes. But it does mean that you are the person who is creating and taking action. And because of that, you are going to succeed in the long run because everyone else who isn't taking action will never get anywhere in this world you have to create you have to take action that's what it means to be made in god's image whoa did you just transcend crazy audio oh interesting back to normal well thank you very much <coughs> my goodness owls deal in the real world tech is 1984 ish yes yes it is but 1984 is a pattern that's occurred before, all the way back to Roman times. Just didn't use a computer, but a similar situation. Number six, the owls deal in the real world. So um, this is a core concept. This is why we, one of the things we study about philosophy is making sure that what you're doing <coughs> is not in the flashy box world but is instead in the real world. I am sorry, my throat is quite dry here. I'm going to try and get some water to fix that so that I don't keep coughing and annoying you guys on that mic. Ah, my Stanley Cup. Alex does not appreciate it, <clears throat> but I do. All right, so the uh, number six is Owl's Deal in the real world uh, and so we want to put our efforts and energy into things that are real this is about you know growing food 
mastering trades, mastering skills, things that involve real people, the real world. We send letters in the mail. We build things. We deal with reality itself. And if we use the screens, that's fine. We can use the screens to augment that. But I'm not sending you ebooks in the mail. I'm sending you physical books in the mail. I'm sending you letters in the mail. I am growing food. I'm literally growing sprouts right behind me here. This is a core component of dealing in the real world because most of what this fluff is is not real. And so that's a core aspect of the owls as well. Uh, the seventh principle is owls study, practice, and live philosophy. Um, we are people who enjoy philosophical ideas, discussing ideas, understanding ideas, and experimenting with those ideas. A lot of owls differ on their beliefs. A lot of them have these uh, different philosophical viewpoints, and we view those as experiments. We say, all right, you're living this philosophy. I'm choosing to live this one. And we learn from each other. So that's a big part of what we do here. Um, we're not living uh, mindlessly. We're living thoughtfully. And that's what it means to live a philosophical life. The uh, unexamined life isn't worth living, as Socrates once put it. Uh, the eighth principle and the ninth principle you may recognize. Uh, these are tenets. And again, this comes from the Christian Bible. However, you don't necessarily have to be a Christian to be an owl. Um, but you do have to agree to these tenets um, in the sense that owls love God with all their heart, mind, and soul. Um, people might change out God for what they want it to be what the, in their nature. I would say that they're wrong for doing that. Um, but the point is you have to accept that there is a higher force that is above us that if nothing else you call it truth. You have to believe that there is a truth that supersedes you. You have to have a higher ideal because if you don't, you will fall into the land of no-ghosts. No-ghosts meaning that you worship something else other than truth. And if you worship something else other than truth, you are on a path to darkness and destruction. So we do not tolerate that here. So you do have to have a higher force that you are willing to die for. Socrates called it the Logos. Uh, Christians called it Jesus. Um, but you have to have the highest ideal. And uh, the ninth principle being, owls love thy neighbor as themselves. Um, this is a principle that is reflected in the owl communities. We treat each other well. Our, owl, our neighbors are our owls. That's how we treat each other. Our neighbors are our owls. And then finally, uh, the tenth principle is owls are called to make the world more fun. We strive to make the world more fun, more entertaining, more exciting, more mysterious, more interesting. Um, when an owl enters a party, the owl makes the party a better place to be. And that is the 10th principle of the owls. And so that is it. Super Owl says, I'm back at it. Awesome, Super Owl. Glad to hear it. And so those are the 10 principles. That's more or less what it means to be an owl. And um, what I mean when I call someone an owl, they, they are part of the owls. Now, why do I call them the owls? Well, that's what owlification is all about. So you can become owlified uh, by getting an owl name. And so 
what is an owl name? You come up with a funny word or any word you want. It doesn't have to necessarily be funny, but any word that you want followed by the word owls. It can be multiple words as well. Um, and you let me know in the chat, hey, I want to be owlified as, fill in your owl name, and then you will be owlified. And it's as simple as that. So <clears throat> if you're interested in joining the Parliament of Owls, that's all you have to do. You can also send a letter in as well to get owlified, um, letting me know your owl name. But you can do it in the chat. It doesn't cost anything to do it. It is not a secret society. As you can tell, I just told you everything that we're about publicly on this YouTube stream. And uh, that is what it is. So for those of you who've been wondering, what does it mean to be in the Parliament of Owls? What is an owl? What do you guys do? Are you some creepy Illuminati, 666, Illuminati, uh, 63911, whatever? crap that I see popping up all the time on the conspiracy channels on Reddit. That is what we are and who we are. So if you're interested in that kind of thing, if that sounds like you, then uh, get owlified today. And with that, we have our live wizard readings. So we have, uh, I believe, uh, Cade. Cade is on here. <coughs> My goodness. Cade, you are up for a live wizard reading. And um, do we have anyone else looking for a live wizard read? Let me know in the comments below. You have developed a sudden echo. Oh no, I don't know why I've developed an echo. I wonder if it's the fact that my, I'm coughing. <laughs> Are you here, Cade? I would like a general reading. Awesome, let's get you a general reading. Do, 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 do. All right. There's probably so many owls that are like, I am going to clip this and send it to everyone who asks me what I mean when I say I'm an owl. <laughs> That's Most people don't realize the owls have been around way before I was even doing this live on the internet. Like, this is a community that was just my close friends. Like, we hung out and just, they'd come over to my house and take books off my bookshelf. And that was, like, more or less how it all started. And, uh... And it just kind of blew up in the very, very recently. And so uh, we're, we're trying to grow and adjust and, and change and, and, and make it and make it work. But uh, it is it is quite a change. All right. Let's see here, Cade, looking for a general reading. And let's take a look here in the past. So looking in the past, we have the Hermit. The Hermit is about, it's one of my favorite cards. It's about internal self-reflection. So what this represents is going inward into yourself and asking yourself, how am I responsible for my current situation? This is a really powerful uh, activity to turn internally. This is a stoic practice, asking ourselves based on my principles, the things I hold true, the things that are my higher uh, calling, my virtues, uh, God, truth, virtue, justice, things of that nature. How do I measure up to my highest ideals? And then asking yourself, you know, how am I responsible for my current situation? What can I do to improve my current situation? What are the things I am in control of? And what are the things I'm not in control of? So I can just stop worrying about them since I'm not in control of them and so on and so forth. So this internal self-reflection has led you into the Two of Swords. So the Two of Swords is a choice regarding logos. Now, 
as you can see, the person here is blinded, blindfolded, so they cannot see which choice is correct. Um, this is a choice regarding logic. So you have two different thought processes, two different ideas um, that are going in different directions. Typically, this is an idea that is being driven by the subconscious, and then there is an idea that is driven by your conscious mind. So there's the, I know this is the logical right thing to do versus the but my heart pulls me towards this particular idea and we're not sure which one to choose and so that's what we find you at right now is this kind of crossroads of looking at two paths um, you've turned internally you've asked yourself based on your principles but you're still not getting the answers that you're looking for to answer which way should I go on this intellectual journey uh, is that sounding accurate for you? Is that giving you some insights? Let me know in the comments below. You have ascended to the voice of echo level. Um, what does that mean? You have ascended to the voice of echo level. Is it? Let me. We good? <laughs> let me know what echo level means. Cade says this is sounding accurate. Glad to hear that that is on point. Um, I tried giving it a tap on the mic. Let me know if this is sounding <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means to ascend to the, the echo level, but uh, thank you for the insights. Um, so moving on to the next steps, Cade, what we see here is, and this is probably gonna be annoying for you, I, I'm sorry, but it's the Three of Cups. And so the Three of Cups is about growth and emotions. And so rather than giving you a concrete answer of which way is the right way to go, um, this card here is saying you're going to grow emotionally from this process. You're going to gain uh, new friends and new emotions and understanding about your situation by going through this process. So as annoying as it is to be at this crossroads, it's actually a growing experience for you. You're going to be getting an education from it. So don't beat yourself up either way what this is telling me is regardless of which one you go on you're going to grow from this and become something greater than you were so um my recommendation always uh well not always but typically is if you are at a crossroads and um the choice is something that you could just be done with in less than three months it's not going to really affect your life permanently uh just pick one I know it's hard to hear that because you're like, oh, but there's so many pros and cons either way. If it's not a long-term problem and it's something you could just walk away from in three months, just do it. Just pick one. Just, you're, you're better off taking action now, finding out if you like it or not, and then choosing the other one later on down the line if you don't. Um, if it is a big problem, if it is something that's going to be long-term consequences, talk to people who have made this kind of decision in the past and get their advice seek wisdom from other people who have taken action um, and then look to books of people who have done similar things and get their insights as well and that would be my recommendation for you there and um, i know it's not the answer you want to hear of like no i just want to know what's the right way to go um, this is a growing experience for you so uh, enjoy it, grow, and transform. And that is the reading I have for you today, Kate. I hope that helps you out. I hope that gives you some insights. Let me know in the comments below if that helped you out. 
And um, I think that's our last reading for today, unless we have uh, anyone else looking for a live wizard reading. You can get a live wizard reading by liking and sharing the stream, or you can go to paypal.me forward slash askawizard, pay whatever you think the wisdom is worth, and um, get a reading there. And then you can also send letters to P.O. Box 8888-1, Missoula, Montana, 59807. My goodness. My voice has become quite dry. <clears throat> kind of like a high-level bard. I don't know what that means then, Paul. Uh, I'm speaking of a, as a bard. I'm a wizard, not a bard. <laughs> I can't play musical instruments. I guess they tell stories too, though, don't they? But yeah, definitely, def definitely wizard class over bard class. I think bard is more comedy. I think a comedian would be more of a bard. If if I had to pick a character. Yeah. Yeah, that, that seems... Well, but then you also have the archetype of the Joker. That's tough. Technically speaking, I fall into the Joker archetype. ENTP. Um, that's interesting to think. But it seems like a comedian speaks ideas and envelops people in stories and and gets them to think things in a way that makes insane thoughts sound rational and rational thoughts sound irrational so on and so forth um it, it, wizards ma magicians and comedians have very similar art forms um we just kind of do things in a slightly different way um magic's more about the material in the real realm all right. Well, looks like we don't have any more uh, readings coming on in for today. So with that, we're going to close up the stream. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, make sure you join the Letter Club, Ask Wizard Magic forward slash letter dash club. You can sign up there where we send letters to each other in the mail. And uh, if you'd like to get a book, we got used books for sale. Alex took a bunch of pictures of all of the other books, which are in a big giant pile over here. Um, that we have for sale so those should be getting listed soon uh if you'd like to buy them they are used books they get stamped by my official owl stamp and signed and sent to you uh when you donate twenty dollars or more as well as getting you a reading on the stream and if you do send your letters we will be reading those live on stream as well um if you want me to uh, if you don't want me to just right at the top don't read on stream i won't read it on stream and um with that, that is going to be our stream for tonight. I hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you for tuning in, and I'll see you guys all tomorrow. Have a good evening. Peace. All right. I do an outro now. My outro is my intro. Have a good evening. <laughs>